five, four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Liam Joshua Munn. And I'm Michaela DeJoseph. And this stays between us. We are dream Gonna girls. Pay. Oh, I really thought we were about to sing this. When I gotta pay. When I gotta pay. Wait, how did we have that discussion that Michaela had sent me a text? And she really never does this. She was like, oh, you'd be a good, good mark in rent. And I said, oh, how did we get there? Did you send me a voice memo of you singing something from Rent? You tend to do that. I do sometimes. I send her glorious messages that people yeah. pay money for. For sure. Like my own personal cameo. <laughs> and yeah, basically I your use voice Michaela memos. DeJoseph <laughs> as my own cameo. <laughs> Nothing beats when the whole Chad Kimball thing went down a few weeks ago about the whole COVID thing and the mm-hmm. mask thing. But somebody tweeted at him and said... Bitch, just use cameo like Laura Osnes, <laughs> and I, I lost it. <laughs> okay, I want to start. I want to start this week off. Yeah. Last night, I had probably the worst dream in a very, very oh, long no. time. Like, oh. I was very late today of how bad this dream. <laughs> oh my god! What happened? This it's so stupid, but it's literally me in a dream. <laughs> So, first off, it was one of those dreams that was very, very long. Like, it wasn't one of those dreams that felt like, you know, of course you slept a full... I had a long dream, too, last night. I can't remember a lot of it, but I had a... But do you know that feeling that it wasn't, like, one of those dreams that was like, oh, that felt like 15 minutes, but it was an eight and a half hour sleep, whatever, right? Yeah. But this particular dream, we were at Showcase. Was I there? Yeah, you were there. Okay. And you were singing. You were doing like our friends were all going. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the pianist who was my high school choir director. <laughs> so that's – I need to go to therapy about that one. And I look at him and I go – and I literally – Michaela, I like said the songs that I'm thinking about doing for Showcase. Uh-huh. And he said, no, 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 no. We're going to do the full song of Panic is On. And I went, oh, oh no. that will not do. <laughs> and I said, no, okay, then we'll just do You've Lost That Loving Feeling. That's a – my uh-huh. 56 year we'll just do that and uh-huh. he goes well i don't have the music and so i'm oh, oh no <laughs> so i travel between the halls of my high school and marymount and i'm jumping computers <laughs> to see which one will print my music and no one will print my music i made up a character a substitute teacher character that i finally went to her classroom and printed it but the majority of the dream was me clicking on a computer that every single time i clicked print it would like go away and oh, i'm like weird and, and so i finally woke up 9:30 a.m. you know and michaela knows my room the if if the sun is really beating in then I pretty much wake, wake up. up. It's very yeah. hot. It gets very difficult. And so I think as I was getting frustrated in the dream, I was getting frustrated in real life about how hot it was. I think that's what was happening. And then I woke up from said dream, from a DM from Jerry Mitchell. It's a very weird <laughs> life. <laughs> so that's what happened. That's why I'm very late today. Because literally, I I was, I'm not lying. I was genuinely frazzled and I needed to sleep. Like, I was not, I didn't sleep. That is really funny. It's terrible. But isn't that such a Marymount dream of, like, not having to print so you have to, like, jump oh, computers? Yeah. 
Printing's it's a nightmare sometimes over terrible. there. Terrible. Do you not remember anything from your dream? I really can't, but I remember it like being a dream. Like it was a lot. Being a like, wild one. Being a wild no. one. And you know, have can you do that? Like you wake up, say you wake up from a dream. So I always set an alarm from 10 a.m. and then I never wake up and then I wake <laughs> up at 11. Same. Yeah. And so my alarm goes off and I was like, Mitt's dream. And then I can like go back to sleep and start off where I left. <laughs> that's, a, that's impressive. Can be, is that like not that. normal? Really? I don't think oh, I can, I can do that. totally start I off. Where I, I think I off. can't do it consciously. I'm not one of those I'm people. I'm like, I who... want to go back to that dream and then I can do it. And then it'll back go right on the back. TV. And I definitely yeah. had sex with one of our friends. And I don't, I'll tell oh. you off camera. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you what. Can you smell it out? Not really one Can of our friends. Can I bleep friends, it? I'll bleep it. Know. Okay. <laughs> Caleb, you don't bleep this. I'm going to kill No, you. I'll bleep it. I swear to God, I'll bleep For it. For some reason, I had sex with <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest <laughs> thing ever? I, now I want you to He's pick it back really up. He's not even really a friend, but I'll bleep no. it. No. He's not my friend. I don't I know mean, him. And I mean, we're not close. <laughs> Remember when um, our other friend who we are close with had the biggest crush on this person that I had a sex dream about? Yes. And I yes. remember giving him such grief about it because this this particular person is in a heavy duty relationship. Like oh, they will be yeah. together for They're, a long yeah, time, yeah, yeah, lovingly, yeah. respectfully. It's not Weirdest scary, person yeah. I have a sex dream about. Weirdest person. I mean, he's I would, cute. Oh, he's adorable. He's and I would like tell him to man. his face, and he'd be like, "That's fucking weird." And I'm like, right. "Yeah, that is pretty fucking weird." Yeah. Um, but also in my life, as we all know, if you don't, now you will. <laughs> I have an odd obsession with The View, the show meant for 40 year old women <laughs> who just dropped off their kids like perfect time yeah, 10 a.m yeah. mm-hmm. you get home from dropping the kids off at school and now you have the time to watch the view yeah and it actually over the last actually I have a, a lot of weird facts about the view um <laughs> looking back this last kind of like um season of tv land they had the highest grossing daytime talk show i just like the over highest most year? viewed um and they're typically not uh and but people online are saying that the reason that the view is doing so well was because Meghan McCain, who is the conservative voice on the mm. view, recently uh, took a leave for because uh, she had her baby for the last, uh, you know, she went on leave like three or four months ago. And so people are gotcha. saying, oh, you know, they the whole reason the view is doing well is because Meghan's not on there. Uh. Um but my favorite was it made me think about the SNL sketch. They do they do the view a lot, but particularly when um what's her name? Abby. What's her name? Um yeah, Abby. <laughs> Is that her name? Uh, um, um I don't think that's her name. I think Shrill? Made that. Shrill? Yeah. That's oh my her, god, not, what is her name? her name? Abby I'm Bryant. Literally... Yeah, no. Abby Ryan. You're... Bryant. Abby Is her name Abby? Her name's not Abby. <laughs> I, think I love her. Up. Why can't I remember her name? <laughs> it's Abby. 80. 80. 80. 80 Bryant. 80 Bryant. 80. You, okay. no, you were more right than me. Yeah, um, I knew her last 80, name. Oh, I, did I just fucking log out on the goddamn script? Um, 80, yeah. So 80 Bryant played Meghan McCain. And she goes, as the princess of Arizona. <laughs> and it's the best line that happened that season of SNL. And if you don't really watch funny. The View, it mean Meghan, all she talks about. I mean, I actually love her father, John McCain. Mm, Remember when Republicans were, like, respectful and did their job? <laughs> um, something happened a few, like, months ago. We didn't really talk about it. But I want to talk about it now. It's the In the Heights trailer. We've mentioned it. Have you seen it? it? Have yes. we mentioned it? 
Yes. Because sometimes I just rewatch it to cry, it's, to it's feel really something. It's really good. The trailer is really, really good. Really I get emotional watching it. Good. The cinematography I, looks beautiful. I don't know who's doing that. It's not like it's like off. filmed on a soundstage. I know for a fact it is filmed in New York City. Um, it looks incredible. And it's kind of the slew of um, multiple different uh, movie musicals coming out this year. There's some other movie musicals that I saw that have no dates yeah. yet, but are in the work. Yeah. And there's like... A lot of them. So here are just some of them. We knew West Side Story. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Wasn't that like a British hit? Yeah. If anyone's bored, watch or listen to the cast recording of Everybody's Talking About Jamie. It's super fun. Really gay. It's a good time. It's great. It's a bop. Yeah. It even has a trailer. Oh, it's filmed. That's both. I mean, the first three things on this list, In the Heights, West Side Story, and Everybody's Talking About Jamie, and Tick, Tick, Boom as well, has already concluded filming. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. So, look out for that. And then another one is Wicked, which we've been hearing about. That's me doing the overture. The last five years. Um, so I have no hopes that Wicked's actually coming anytime soon because I don't trust them. Um, the next one, our guy Ryan Murphy is trying to do um a chorus line, which the movie I read into, and okay, okay, I actually me. think it's gonna be kind of good. I'm actually kind of excited. I about have it. no doubt that it's going to be good. I don't think Ryan Murphy in recent years have has produced anything like really bad. No. Um, maybe some of his earlier stuff when he wasn't like famous yet, but like, but like from Glee on, <laughs> honestly, they've all been good. Okay, it goes Glee for life. Glee. The last, besides the last two seasons of Glee, that actually was bad. That was bad. But besides that. Well, the thing about this chorus line is that it's going to essentially be like a Fox miniseries. It's basically what it's going to be. So it's going to probably be like eight episodes. And to my knowledge, it's going to end with when Michael Bennett started interviewing these dancers. So, yeah, it's going to be like that. Or I might start. I don't know. But whatever narrative, they're including the interviews into these into a chorus line so it's not just each dancer tells their story my guess is it is going to be a little right. like boys in the bandish, and it's going to be like they're mm. going to film the actual backstory to these dancers it's not going to just be them narrating it oh. you know what i mean i think which i actually think might be really interesting and i think it'll add another yeah, layer to the show and it'll like you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i think the music will really be uh really interesting yeah. but i hope he just l- records them dancing. I hope it is not elaborate. Yeah, they're do you know what dancing. I but do, do you know what I mean though? Like elaborate, like people jumping over things and we're in New York and this. I was like, just get a stage, <laughs> get the dancers. Because I want to see Michael yeah. Bennett's choreography. I don't want to see a version of Michael Bennett's choreography personally. I'm just not interested in yet. Agreed. I don't think you can change it. No, but I, I mean, like he could still set it in like a location or in a thing or a that. Right. If it sets in a... You want to see it on Correct. a stage. Correct. I want to see everybody doing the thing. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Totally. Okay. Also, Sunset Boulevard um, is ready to begin filming, says Glenn Close. Uh, I don't know how true that is. Literally, but Glenn, Glenn Close, Close says it, so. has been trying to make this happen <laughs> for like 10 years, 15 years. And... I finally, finally, when they did that concert revival or whatever, and I went to go see it because I don't know Sunset Boulevard very well, other than Patti LuPone got fired right. in the 80s. 
um and literally the <laughs> the, the, no, the best story that's how she got a pool anyways um but <laughs> my favorite <laughs> So I'm sitting in the theater and it's relatively full. And remember, this is a concert version. So there is a set. It's really a, a, a lesser production. It's not really a concert because they're not standing singing. They're doing blocking. It's a full thing. But the overture starts and out of the pit, a body is begins to float out of the pit. Very, You see the wires and everything. And it is not like a body that's like a, like a real, like no, it doesn't Disney look real. Magic. It is a body and floating. And I'm losing it. I think it's the funniest thing ever. And I said, who decided that? I want to sit down and say, who decided to have a floating body at the Palace Theater with a, oh, so funny. And then it, like, the beginning really was like, funny. Michael Xavier was like half naked. And I was like, okay, pop off, I guess. But. Yeah, so that's my sunset experience. Beautiful score, but a <laughs> wild experience. I like the music. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> another one is Matilda, and there's a release date rumored for 2021. So I don't know what that's about, but Matilda's coming. Also, Beautiful, the Carol King musical. They're trying to get into a movie. There's no release date for that, but Sony Pictures is set to produce it um guys and dolls sure i, I guess we need I that i think some like um, people were announced uh, tbh i have been on such a frank lesser kick i love that man's music with my entire being um i'm pretty sure someone someone was announced is signed to it yeah or there was it some ru- there were some rumors article, but... of like someone kind of famous and straight was gonna play sky i'm trying to remember who it is But the next one that people are tied to, apparently, that are big stars, is Little Shop of Horrors, Mm. which I did not know about. And the people, they're saying it's a fresh version of the 30-year-old film, which, honestly, we could do. We need another Little Shop. Yeah. I think that's fine. I agree with that. But apparently, um, Taron Egerton, who is the gorilla in Sing, um, (laughs) Scarlett Johansson. And then he was Elton John, and he oh, got that gig. See, I, now I know who you're Let's talking about. I didn't, I didn't know who that yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gorillas. Him, Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Evans are apparently attached to the project. I'm going to guess Taryn is Seymour. Scarlett's uh, Audrey and Chris Evans is the doctor. The dentist. Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one is Follies. Which I'm going to shit sure. my gay brain out. That's going to be great. I don't think I've actually ever seen it. Well, I mean, my, let's be honest here. This version of Follies will probably feature, like, Meryl Streep and... Oh, Meryl Streep is totally going to be and in Angela. It. Oh, but, like, Angela Bassett? Come on. Like, oh, I'm going to lose my gay mind. It's going to be great. I love... Yeah. I truly love Follies. And this photo that's attached to it, uh, this article... Um, is from the National Theater's version, which was filmed, and it was one of the prettiest things I've ever seen in my life. It was just so good. A bunch of uh, showgirls get together to their abandoned theater and reminisce about when they were younger, and there's a whole, like, it's like a ghost story. There are, like, old 
their old selves are also in the show and like you find out drama and tea that happened and why there's some people aren't friends and it's crazy out but really pretty really pretty score yeah i'm actually excited for it by that because i've never it's a little long but i'm a 90 minute stand you do love a one act till the day i die (laughs) so do you don't act like you don't we've talked about because then it's like when act one's done you're like oh they should have just kept going I'm here. Like, just kept <laughs> going. Even if the show is two hours, just keep going. Like the next one, uh, sure. Mean Girls, the musical, the movie is apparently happening. Tina Fey announced it. There's no release date, um, but I guess we need a movie of the musical that's based off of a movie. Yeah. The next one is Merrily We Roll Along, which I think most people know about. Uh, they're filming it. But over I'm excited 20 years. for it. I know. See you in 20 years. Um, so we're excited Literally. for that. Uh, we know about Once on This Island. Come from away. Um, apparently is. Oh, that'll be interesting. Me too. I think it'll be interesting too. I think it'll be a good movie because I feel like it's very, it's small and like personal, and I feel like that works well in movies because you're so close up. And it's vignettes almost. Yeah. You know, there is a general storyline, but I mean, they're vignettes. I think it'll be cool. Next one, which I didn't know about either, is Fun Home, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, which is going to be incredible. I he's really one of my favorite actors. Which I just and I mean, know you know, about. he fucking saw that music. You saw that musical and said, "Great, I'll do that." <laughs> Final one, which is Color Purple. Um, I mean, we all be knowing this ever since I think people saw Cynthia Revo's yeah. performance in particular. They were like, "Yeah, we need to do that." So yeah, these will all be incredibly interesting and. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm really excited pretty much for all of them. There's not much, you know, one that I'm not excited about. But um, I think in, um, yeah, I'm just pumped. Me too. I'm pumped for all of them. Me too. I hope we get some of them in 2021. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I have good faith in maybe in the Heights making it in the summer. Yes, like me late too. Like late summer. Me too. And I will gladly go see that in the theaters. Gladly. Gladly. I will give my $18 <laughs> of a New York movie theater ticket in order to see it. Let's take a quick commercial break. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. <laughs> that is my favorite way to say hi to someone. And one day I went to get on my voice lesson hold hold on words i went to go on my voice lesson and i went on zoom and i saw my voice teacher and i was like hi john he was like what is that i'm like it's it's patty lapone via the tony's 2012 (laughs) she was on girls she was on girls as patty lapone as herself getting those checks she should she should and she was great. She was great. I, I love her. She's like, <laughs> I really, okay, this is me going to gay great. out for a second. Patty Lapone, but like, yeah, she's Patty Lapone, but she's also like a fucking actor. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's good at what she does. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'd be a little bit more like, oh, I roll. But like, truly, I remember seeing War Paint, which had Patty Lapone as Helena Rubinstein and Christine Ebersole as uh, Elizabeth Arden. 
and that could have been really good. It wasn't, but that's okay. We'll take it for <laughs> take it. Where, well, they just tried to like make everything equal, so it was like two eleven o'clock numbers, two opening. Now, like it was just crazy. Yeah. And um, I can understand why they did it, but I mean, still. Um, and they didn't want to make it about feuding women, anyways. But that's what it was. I'm like, whatever. Um, yeah. but Patty, I mean, she was getting to be 70 i think or she was like 67 68 so. when she did it and like her hips were like literally in shambles but she was still doing eight shows a week and sounding the way that she did at her late age like she sounds incredible um so she's mm-hmm. she's just a boss ass bitch she really is like she really she's is. like trained and she's like she went to juliet and if you're ever bored if you're ever bored go on audible and she basically says her book out she narrates her audiobook and it is incredible it's so oh and randy God. rainbow on broadwayworld.com does an amazing series where he lip syncs as patty lapone oh it's incredible <laughs> it's so good and he like my favorite he just did one that was like during evita and like and she was like and and my understudy was trying to get up my heels to get on <laughs> i refused she did oh my god oh incredible. my god that's amazing incredible i love that the tony awards it gave us a lot of uh a lot of treasures it did and this year is it gonna happen uh, we don't know because they don't know and it's stupid but i was scrolling the internet and i found this interview with aaron Tveit about <laughs> his tony nomination and his like only him nomination being yes. the only one yes and I just and he was he seems like a very nice guy, Aaron Tveit. I have to say, I feel like I would meet him and I would like him. Um, For my people who have worked with him, they've really liked him. Like he's just a genuine nice guy. Like he's not really. Yeah, he sees it from this interview. So Broadway News asked, like, what did you think when you saw you were the only person nominated in your category? And Aaron said, it's not something I thought or expected or had ever seen or heard before. But I was very happy that the Tonys committee decided to go ahead with the awards for this year i think that the tony awards are a celebration of this community and i felt it provided a bit of a lift for the whole community community when they were announced i hope that when the awards actually happen it'll do the same thing and maybe we'll be closer to a coming back date by that point and then for me personally i was just nothing but grateful despite the unique circumstances i didn't think of it any differently as if as if it were any other year. The Tonys are a mainstay, and I've had my own personal up and down experiences with them with shows before. So to me, it just meant the absolute world. I felt nothing but gratitude and appreciation for the recognition, whatever the circumstances. And he's totally talking about next to normal. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't nominated. Because he should have been nominated. Yeah, all, exactly. all four of them, um, the four people in the family, Alice, of course, won. Jen Damiano at the age of like 17 was nominated. Yeah. Yep. J. Robert Spencer was nominated. And Aaron Tveit was the, him and Lewis Hobson and Adam Chandler Barrett, the three other men in the show, were not nominated. But that was the ridiculous. Okay. We're just going to get into it. Do it. The 2009 <laughs> Tony Awards is my <laughs> favorite year of the Tony Awards. If I tell any person to watch the Tony Awards, I say, watch 2009. It had everything you've ever wanted. So that was particularly the year that it was between Billy Elliot that had premiered in the West End about a year or two prior, did very well, was still running in the West End by the time it got to Broadway. It did well because it was the return of Elton John, I think, before 
oh no i think he did lestat before but that's another story um the last time he was on broadway and it was successful was aida so and lion king right. obviously um so billy elliott was coming to broadway great big juggernaut and then next to normal showed up which was an original mm-hmm. american musical that i saw it in the original run and it is incredible i have no interest in billy elliott I have a serious interest in Next to Normal. Um, And that was the one particular year that I think Next to Normal won score. I think it won score and I think Alice Ripley won. But long story short, it got kind of gypped slightly because Mm -hmm. Billy Elliot got Best Musical. It got a lot of the awards that night, even though it outran Billy Elliot, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, some of my favorite highlights from the 2009 Tony Woods. You're probably <laughs> wondering why I'm so obsessed with it. First off, sound issues. Oh, through the roof. First <laughs> second of the opening, you can't hear Elton John. First second. It's just a chair twirling and you cannot hear Elton John sing. And you're like, you and know it what? takes a good 10 you seconds. Know, you know what the sound, but they were like, Mike one, Mike one, Mike one. Like, they were like, <laughs> where's Mike one? Incredible. Incredible. And like when you... So and when you can hear them, they're so not mixed. So all you hear oh, is like tonight, tonight. Yes. Like it's like the alto line, and I'm like, thank yes. God, thank God. And I think some, I think Maria was warming up while Guys and Dolls was going. Absolutely, I heard like lip trills, a high soprano lip trill, while Guys and Dolls was doing their section of the mashup. So I don't, I, incredible. the whole mashup thing was incredible, chaotic energy all yeah. the way through. And I hear, Woo! I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And I think it was Maria. I that's think a Maria good, was that's a good, up. that's a good, that's a good uh, <laughs> observation. And it, I mean, first off, I actually give them a lot of credit because an opening number like that is hectic as shit. And I don't really think they've done a mashup of musical performances before. Typically, it's like the host leading it and he jumps, he or she jumps from show to show versus yeah. the cast and the companies of this particular opening number really kind of baton past it. And a lot of the numbers were like yeah. interwoven. Like they did, you know, I, I just need to talk about it. They overlap. Stockard Channing singing <laughs> Bewitched, Rizzo. Bothered, and Bewildered. To Aaron Tveit singing I'm Alive sexually in Stalker Channing's ear. That was a gay reset. That was a cultural... <laughs> it's probably It probably started the coronavirus. I uh, Back in 2009. <laughs> I, incredible. An incredible moment for us. That was so terrible. Oh my god. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. I'm alive. Like, it's just incredible. Like, what is happening? Like, nothing makes I sense. I felt bad for the actors because, honestly, the mashup, like, it was like, it sounded like new music. Like, it wasn't even really music from the show because they were mashing it up. Yes. With the other ones that they had to, like, I mean, it probably, learn. it probably was in different keys and the group harmonies it, were oh, probably it different. most and... definitely was. And even so, then Shrek came out. I don't know when Shrek came out, but Shrek came out oh, and they had poor. Brian Darcy, James Sutton Foster, and Donkey. I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, and name they in. were singing the part in Freak Flag that they don't even sing. Yeah. So I was like, they had to learn this part. Just for Just the Tony for this <laughs> Two seconds. chaotic And mess. I wanted to, Brian Darcy James, that poor man. We all know that, like, 
when you're when you're on the Tony Awards, it's it's not as glamorous as it seems because you literally you do um, you wake up, you have a sound check, you do a dress rehearsal for the Tonys, you then go do sleep for two hours, go do a matinee of your show, come back in full glam. But if you're Brian Darcy James, you're doing full glam. You you literally transform into Shrek and out of Shrek twice in one day, forty five minutes. I mean, disgusting. Disgusting. It's I gross. love that man, by I the way. So I would literally oh, do anything for Brian Darcy James. James. Smash. Did you hear at the end of Shrek, when the Shrek section of the mashup, that because the mixing was so bad, it was Brian Darcy James jogging off and fading out vocally, and it was bad. Did you catch that? Because all you could hear was Brian Darcy James go, flat, <laughs> and he starts running off the stage. And <laughs> <laughs> if I was Brian Darcy James, I'm like, I'm not even doing the opening. You can get me maybe to do. I would just do. lip sync. I would lip sync. Lip sync for your life, bitch. Um, <laughs> so we're still just on the opening number. Um, this is just But the, the sound number. issues yeah. were throughout the evening. There was a lot. Titus Burgess, the only good part of the revival, 2009 revival of Guys and Dolls, uh, <laughs> handheld it. Celine Dioned it for Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Um, cause they, he was, he was on his mic and they were like, that's not working. Sound guy came on, gave him microphone. He took it. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Also in the opening number, that one guy from that one rock band, don't know who he is. He got hit by a set piece in the opening number. And I remember watching it when I was nine or 10 and going, Holy shit, that guy just got hit <laughs> by a set piece. Got like clogged. Like it wasn't like a, ooh, tap. Because was it the thing that yes. was coming down? Yes, it, he was yeah. lip syncing for his life that it don't get better than this, that song. And then mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. And then he like turns around a little too late. And he's on the floor. <laughs> but don't worry, Stalker Chan, he's still saying. She wasn't worried about him. She probably didn't see him. But She came no way she saw him. Oh, Absolutely not. What other? I love that Dolly Parton was involved in this chaos. I because this was also the year of nine to five. Which and Dolly came underserved. out and she was just yelling. Underserved. Get to work. She was like, she "Come was on, like, y'all." Get to work. And Stephanie J. Block giving us <laughs> Megan Hilty. Oh, what a good oh. show. I I, sa- I want a revival of nine to I five. I do too, and I, I don't want it, want it at I the fucking it. marquee. Whoever decided that. The marquee is a. You need to get involved and decide where yeah. it is. Yeah, I was like, I know that they probably didn't have a choice. <laughs> They're all like marquee or nothing, but like, and I, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's a big musical, but I'm like, nothing other than like drowsy chaperone in 2006. No other good show has gone into the marquee and stayed alive. Uh, that's so true. And which Maybe is it's which is sad. Well, I mean, that's where six other Broadway theaters were, and they tore it down in the 80s. So nuts not so oh. and then literally it was this whole thing in the 80s 90s that about five broadway theaters were sitting and then the marquee bought the land and they were going to demolish it all and then new york everyone was like this is liza minnelli came out and she was like this is not terrific i hate this <laughs> this is awful and i was like no no she was like you're gonna kill broadway how are you gonna kill broadway and uh and uh <laughs> And literally, so the I, I guess like they got reached some deal that because they were destroying all of these theaters, that they would have to at least build a theater in their hotel, and that's how the marquee was came to be. Um, wow! But boy, from what I actually understand, I was actually reading Jen Tepper's book, and the marquee is actually a really nice dressing room backstage space because it's like kind of new. It was built in the nineties, um, yeah. but literally every show that goes there doesn't survive doesn't, do doesn't well. survive so nine to five i want a revival hmm. soon yeah um 
Okay, the big hitter for me. Alice Ripley's <laughs> Tony speech. Okay. It sounds something like this. First off, an amazing performance. An amazing performance. She deserved it. But she gets to the mic. Yes. And she says, The Kennedy Center has a quote. And she's just starting off real loud, real fortissimo. <laughs> and she and she like goes between there is art in musical theater. I have my BFA, a Bachelor of Fine Arts, and that's what musical theater is. Fine art. Incredible. She really said that. Oh, absolutely she did. She's incredible. It was an I I mean oh. that woman. The fact she survived eight shows a week is the how she didn't have a standby. She had a really great understanding named Jessica Phillips, but she should have been at the standby. Like she should have taken matinees off or something. I that's a yeah. show mentally where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Incredible, but yeah, favorite Tony Award speech hands down. That is amazing. But you really have to watch it because she was really loud. Yeah, and people I didn't get, were, and I didn't people were literally like. Alice, why were you so loud? She was like, well, I was listening to other people speak and I couldn't hear them and I wanted to be heard. Yeah, well, she was probably like, the sound has been so fucking bad. I need to project. I need to, to overcompensate. And that was the year of Billy Elliot was taking everything and Alice won and rightfully so. Yeah. It was actually a good year too because Alice and Janie was nominated for 9 to 5. Um, it was good. It was a good, good, good year. Maria? Yeah, well, when I was watching the opening... I, there was a lot of good shows. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is like a stacked year with like really good shows. Oh, it was I a was great impressed. year, but I mean, and that was when again the 2009 Guys and Dolls revival starring Gilmore Girls, uh, Lauren Graham, um, incredible, incredible. <laughs> Titus Burgess, Mary Testa. There were good people in it, so I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. There were screens involved in this revival. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. I really, really don't know. I wish I could have seen it. Maybe I'll see it when Lincoln Center's library is fully open. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go watch the 2009. Problem with me when I go see <laughs> top shows, I skip around. I'm like, I know the show, so I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> oh yeah, watch what you need to watch. I wonder if like the, I wonder if they recorded the Funny Girl, like the original fun. That's old too early, I think. But I think that's a little too early. But I would love to see that. that. Was pro. Yeah. And there's probably a bootleg of it somewhere. Probably. I haven't seen one. The no, music that makes me <laughs> We'll never get a revival of Funny Girl. There was there was a good um quote from Girls uh that some guy random guy in the show said he said, I spent eighty thousand dollars on a BFA musical theater, of course I'm talented. <laughs> and I died. I heard that and I literally almost pissed my pants. It was so funny. Some jokes just kind of hit too close to home, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yes. Literally, we're walking into a fire. (laughs) Literally walking into fires. (laughs) Y'all, if you're ever bored, please watch the 2009 Tonys, because boy, oh boy, it. (laughs) It's crazy. It's so good. It's really I remember crazy. watching it, being like, "This is on crack." Do you think that guy got fired from what? The sound guy. Oh, absolutely. From was blacklisted from from. But my god, <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing. It was at Radio City. It's not like they hadn't been there before. So I'm like wondering, did they Maybe try a new knew. system? No, did they try a new like sound system, system. out? You know, because it is kind of fast. It literally is like. You prepare for two weeks, they do a load-in, and then the actors get there. You basically prepare for war for the actors to get there. 
and then you literally get yeah. them all at once. I mean, they were probably trying to do their dress rehearsal while people were running their numbers and shit, and they probably just never had yeah. time to fix the problem. Um, probably. But boy. God, so many problems. Oh. So many. Electricity. <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> oh, fucking Billy Elliot. <laughs> fucking Billy Elliot. I mean, we're going to get... And then they started flying. Oh, nuts. And Billy Elliot, that that's was crazy. He, that's how he feels when he dances. He feels like he's flying? It's because he's a dancer. <laughs> Why are you whispering? Because I can't hear it. He's in the other room. He doesn't like when we talk about him. <laughs> Billy Elliot, he loves to dance. What a crazy show. That is... I don't think I've actually said there's, there's one the show, that, there's one number that goes, Solidarity, Solidarity. That song, solidarity. <laughs> it's like, oh. but it's the it's actually kind of cool. The kids like dance, like they're tap dancing. But then the police, because there's riots and the whole like there's oh the whole riot thing. Yes, I've watched cool. that. Um, they did that for their Tony performance. Yeah. Yes, I've actually yes I've seen that. The, that was, that was the cool. year I that like they gave that. all three Billies a Tony Award. As they should. I'm pretty sure they did the same thing for Matilda. I think. Did Matilda? She didn't win though. No, but I think they gave her. They she oh. wasn't even nominated. They gave her. They gave yeah. all three of them a special Tony. Same thing with Billy Elliot. Oh. Meanwhile, the six queens gotcha. are like, you can go fuck yourselves, <laughs> kids. <laughs> Give us all a fucking Tony. Literally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was the hard part. I mean, that's what the Olivier's did. The Olivier's literally put all six queens against Patty <laughs> And then she was still more powerful than her. She could defeat Thanos. <laughs> By herself, Patty Lapone. <laughs> Should go high, Thanos. <laughs> Bye, Thanos. With a lawnmower. <laughs> Hi, Thanos. <laughs> she just does the part of the video where it goes, Yes, listen to that. Literally, or, <laughs> or the part of Warpaper. She goes, Thanos <laughs> is big and top. <laughs> You know what every garden needs, Harry? A little wandering Jew. <laughs> that's a line from the show. We don't speak that name. That's my bottom. My favorite is somebody... I remember watching War Paint and an older man turned to his wife and goes, Is she doing an accent? Is that what that is? Because she was doing an accent. She's like, Hello, Robinstein. It's like... It was like a Polish accent. It's just ac- her own accent. No, but then oh, but really? when she spoke, it'd be like... That's verbatim. Like she'd do a little um, Polish accent. But she said in an interview, huh. she was like, I'm doing Polish light. Because she's like, if I tried to sing in Polish, it just wouldn't go well. No, most people lose their accent once they start singing. So True. You know. And the, the, it was weird, too, because in War Paint, Christine had a standby, but Patty didn't. And that was just because uh, Patty, I don't remember her name, Patty Courtier, Courtier she was like, Christine's standby and everything, so they just asked her to do it. Oh. So I think Patty just didn't have a standby, but she should have had one because I'm pretty well. T, yeah. I'm pretty sure Donna Murphy played Helena Rubinstein in a workshop. Like, ask uh, her to do it. <laughs> yeah, she would have said or no, Donna. but <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I think between all the movie musicals, <laughs> please watch the Tony <laughs> Awards. Please, what's the 2009 Tony Awards? Don't bring you joy. And I hope, what if instead of, like, they just present the 2009 Tony Awards, but when the acting categories come up, they'll zoom in. So that will be the, (laughs) the, 
Oh, McKinley gave me a discovery. Oh my god. An Eliza. My, my laptop. <laughs> an Eliza. Gasp. My laptop like just like went black as if I wasn't using it, but I am. But it's still recording, so. Who's the real winner? Us. Us. <laughs> okay, y'all have an amazing week. Remember this days between week. us. 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 Bye.